previously on Attempted Adventure. We have to go to Professor Killigan. The school is like notorious for magical research. If there were a magic species that perhaps we didn't know much about, people from the academy would be sent out to collect the creature so we could learn about it. In the initiative club, they're really talking about missions. Theo was on the mission to collect the bird. So, they like, Morgan, have we gotten your whole deal? Like, what's up with you, dude? <laughs> you never asked my deal. I took on Killigan as my final apprentice. And the last straw finally came when I learned that he was advising someone in the higher governance of Markon. So I moved on. He did not take it well. And since then, he has been searching for me, though I've warded my entire house against him and we haven't spoken since. What race is he? Human. He's well over, like... In the hundreds. Yes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. You find a note slipped under your menu board. Okay. JP crumbles it up and throws it in the fountain. JP is going to start secretly packing up in case he needs to make a quick getaway from the city. And both of you, in the middle of the night, hear someone putting things into a bag. A creep. A creep. So he went through that stuff. Yeah. And snuck out. I don't know. No. Well, he's not here. No, but he's very sneaky. Okay, so he snuck out. But you heard something. Now we can't find him. Yes. Well, he left it behind. Investigate the abyss. Welcome back, adventurer. Are you ready to give it a try? Make an investigation check. Mido, if you're doing that, you can do it with advantage. Are you following them yeah. out there? Uh, or is anybody using a source of light? Because it's dark in here. Yes. Not I, me. It's dark in here. Well, Isla has the flashlight. My, I also listen back Bro. to the podcast. JP also has a flashlight. Mm. I got so a I'll write that down. Good to know. You got a what? I got a natural 20. Okay. I got a 17. Okay. I want to sit by the box. Okay. Oops, out of the box? Yeah. Out of the box, just like by Goon. Uh, okay, out of the box. you're out of the box with Goon. You out have your box. flashlight now. Out you, nice. <laughs> uh, you, what did you get, Manda? 17. 17, and Mido got a 20. Nat 20. So, oh boy. You both give up on trying to find out who was making noise in the middle of the night. You kind of chalked it up to, eh, someone was just moving around. Or maybe you've got something stored away in the back of your mind to consider later. I don't know. But as you walk through the piles and piles of junk, you see no sign of Morgan. He must be off on the other side looking through other piles of junk. Billy, you come across a bunch of tomes in a bunch of languages that you don't read. And you know Morgan has um, Comprehend Language, so these are probably things that he has read and no longer has use for. But you notice that a couple of them in different languages are signed by the same name. You just can't read that name. Okay. Brombo Tungus. Sure. (laughs) 
And Mido, as you walk, you are kind of like less cautiously moving through the rubble. You're kind of like moving shit out of the way, like debris, trying to like dig into the piles to see what you can find. And as you walk between these two large mounds that converge together and you're moving shit aside, you find yourself clearing out what seems like a a makeshift doorway made by an old door, an old wooden pillar with a broken tabletop across the top that's keeping the rest of the debris at bay. And as you clear out the front of it, you see that it leads into a clearing between these two mounds that's like uh, like kind of like a maybe eight by eight clearing down to clean ground with maybe like a couple pieces of paper scattered around here what what's the ground composed of the ground in this place is just like black ether it's just like hard black nothing badass so it's the hyperbolic time chamber yeah do you enter this little clearing yeah okay you walk in cautiously kind of like little skeptic about the actual structural security of this table across these two pillars um, and as you enter the the only thing that's in the center of this clearing is a little overturned empty wooden crate with a small lead box on top of it like, not small I would say maybe a foot and a half wide 10 inches deep and 11 inches tall is it like so a small treasure chest, I would say, but it's it's lead. It's like a chest that has like hinges and like an opening mechanism, or is it just a like a solid block, like a monolith? Yeah, it's definitely got the curved top of a chest. It doesn't have handles on the sides, and it doesn't have outward hinges. But your next thought would be, oh, it has hidden hinges on the inside. But it doesn't have an opening mechanism. It doesn't have a lock mechanism. There's no, like, usually chests like this will have a metal flap that flaps down and then you can put a a lock through it. Um, This does not have that. I try to open it. Make a sleight of hand check. Sleight of hand? Uh, 20. Dirty 20. Woof. On the natural 20. You manage to fumble with it a bit. So much so that you figure out that one of the runic designs on the front where a, a, a keyhole would be presses in and slides out of the way and reveals a keyhole. Sick. It's got a Hellraiser box. I got me a Hellraiser box. Uh, if you'd like to pick the lock, that will be a separate check. Well, let me tell you. You know who would be good at that if we could find him? <laughs> I would do sleight of hand with disadvantage because Mido does not have these tools. I have darts. What's really the difference? That is almost a thieves tool. I'm not gonna lie. I'll try it. I mean, I might as well give it one try before I take it back to the group, right? You know what? I'm actually... Am I around at all? Am I nearby, Mido? I think you got distracted by something else, so you're probably quite a few paces away, but you could, like, call to each other and find him. Mido! There's a suspicious box. Don't open it. That sounds a little meta. I'm going to try to open it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say with disadvantage because you've never done this before, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. using darts. We're in Morgan's ruins. You don't know what's in there. Could be a demon. Ooh, damn. <laughs> it's an 18. Okay. With disadvantage. Guys, can I get a hell yeah in the chat? I mean, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. You uh, use your dart. You even go so far as to. Uh, 
kind of sacrifice one a little bit by bending the tip upwards at a 90 degree angle like you've seen uh, JP's Thieves tools work uh, and you go about trying to click the tumblers into place uh, and you get the first two uh, and then fumble on the last one and lose the pattern and can't quite get it open. Damn, that's a tough lock. Have I been able to get over there? Yeah, you found him. I slap his hand. <laughs> Stop it! Stop that! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> this is Morgan's box. You don't know what's in here. I feel like this clearing is weird. Well, still, we should have Morgan look at it. Billy, make a arcana check. Love to. 14. You kind of see that, like, lots of things in here have an arcane aura. A lot of these, these things are, like, minor magic items, old potions, old potion ingredients, things that mm-hmm. magic shit has spilled on. Um, and then there is a dense void of magic around this box. This box seems to be irradiating an anti-magic. Like, oh. magic does not come out of this box nor go near this box. Anti-magic. Oh, you don't want me to open that. I don't want you to open that. You're pretty magical. I don't like that it's not magic. I don't care because I have the power of God and anime on my side. <laughs> I would like to give this to Morgan to look over. All right. Okay. So then what is the order of actions after that? I guess coming back. Okay. With the box? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you make your way back to the house. What's in the box? At this point, I'm like trying to get Morgan on the talkies. Yeah, you call over the Rocky Talkie. Morgan! Morgan, we had a bad dream. Morgan! Why are you awake? Hey! What? Why did you, like, scream into it before with no follow-up on that? (laughs) Well, we realized that JP probably (laughs) forgot his phone. We can't find JP anywhere. We don't know where he went off to. What's a phone? (laughs) Jesus. Boo. Um, Boo. Okay, well, I mean, did you check every... Closet, nook, and cranny, because dude I, likes to sleep in strange places. I mean, we looked around in general. We found a weird clearing with a box that we'd like you to look at. Huh. Just, um, just going through my stuff. Well, uh. we at one point were just looking for him, and then we found this box, and I don't know what's going on with this box, but it's void of magic, and it doesn't seem like something you don't. There's like a strange pause of silence on the other end, and he kind of like... You hear him, like, take a deep breath and then calmly say, All right, uh, I've got a few things gathered up here, so I'm just going to stack them up, but I'll be right, I'll be right there. Okay. Uh, you're back at the house? Yep. All right. Um, and he puts the rocky talkie back in his pocket. You lose connection with him. And uh, maybe 30 or so minutes later, you hear him come um, struggling up the ramp with a pile of shit that he found that he's just now interested in. I run um, out to help him. Yeah, you help Very him. Strong. You take like a bunch of the heavier stuff off the top and he uh, he is a little bit more at ease and you both plop them down just in the corner in the living room together. Um, and he's like, so you got a weird box? Yeah, we just found this. It seemed weird. Okay. <laughs> uh... Do you just hand it to him? Yeah. Thanks for going through my shit. He looks it over. He doesn't remember. Oh, shit. Dude's got a plus 10 to history. Damn. He looks it over and he says, um, I know, I know what kind of box this is, but I don't remember having it. Like, this is not. What kind of box is it? That's bad. It's like a rare kind of deal, uh. There's like very specific types of lead boxes that you can have made by dwarven smiths that 
contain and expel magic. So like if you have something incredibly magical that you want to keep undetected, you can put them in these boxes and it nullifies all magic effect and arcane aura that these things have. Badass! So these boxes exist. They're very rare and expensive to get made and I don't know why I have this. I, I don't know what is in here. Maybe you put... Like all your memories of an ex-lover in here, and then hit it from yourself. Like when you forget an ex-lovers a lot. Yeah, like is when you the delete Killigan your ex's box? number. <gasps> like I, I remember. I feel. Well, you wouldn't remember if you didn't. Rem this is the Morgan equivalent of changing a contact name in your phone to "Do Not Call," so that when you get drunk, you won't drunk dial your ex. That's true. Uh. This I this is like a full out loud conversation. I feel like wherever JP is, does this rouse him? I think as soon as um he said the I word expensive, I popped up and was like expensive. <laughs> yeah, JP comes walking in, rubbing, money, what? rubbing a little bit of sleep out of his eyes God into the room. It. JP, you've been here the whole time. Yes, I was upstairs. There's no up. Oh, what? I didn't think to look. There's upstairs. like a weird little up nook, isn't there? I thought there was like a lofty thing. Oh, I sleep in weird places. I should have known. I, I sleep where I can see I what is happening. That. I thought there was. We heard someone. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I said I said which, when this all started that JP no probably I, just like I was somewhere. Yeah, floor I pop up somewhere from somewhere else. funny yeah, yeah. to hide sleep. Okay, so uh, yeah, you pop in. I'm just saying this out loud. There was someone prowling around. Uh, I was out in the mount. I was out in the stuff. Didn't sound like you. How do you know? Because. I, know. I don't know why I'm trying to make it. I don't know. Is, um, is it still here? I don't know. I hey, think it's Walu JP. Walu JP? Yes. Walu PJ? Walu PJ. Uh, where's Isla, though? She's just sulking outside of the box. Convinced With that. With a flashlight? Yeah. Where are you, JP? Where are you, JP? <laughs> she's the only... We all take our time going to get her because she's the only one without a rocky talkie and no one wants to climb the stairs to let her know that, he's, that we found him. Um, I'm JP teaching goes, Goon Patty King. Oh my God. JP goes to check on Camille and his shit. Uh, Camille is out front of the house, still Jay chilling. She's laid down now, um, like legs tucked, just sitting. Uh, and your cart is still out back of the house. Everything's there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, Morgan's like, I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't, um, I don't know what, like where the key would be for sure. Ah, who needs a key? Do we, I feel like, do we really want to, I'm like curious, but also a little scared because I don't remember. <laughs> I feel quite the same way as a magic user myself. Okay. Um, JP? I'm going to punch it open. I don't care Where's one Taylor's? way or the other. I will open it or I will not. But if the box is expensive, I'm happy to sell Maybe that. Maybe we don't open it here. Maybe we uh, take it away from all the magical elements in your house and bring it to a more is there, neutral can we, location. Can you make like... a bubble around my hands while I pick the lock and then we open it and then it does not exit the bubble? I feel like I... Well, let me think about that. <laughs> and I also feel like more on the opposite side of that point, Billy, if we bring it to... A place outside of this, and it's something very bad. Then we're putting people at risk. So I think the best place we could do this is in here. Okay, fair enough. Do you have another 
of these, the pocket dimensions that I could bring it into, open it, and then if it's really bad, we just shut it and we don't think about it anymore. Well, Mido found this in like a clearing pocket dimension kind yeah. of thing. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's creepy. Like if you had like a gremlin stuck in this pocket dimension with you, and it, this is the kind of clearing it would make for its own nefarious purposes. Do you have any gremlins stuck in here? Are you any gremlins around here? Yeah. All right, because Isla doesn't have the stones, Billy conjures a dog and looks at him and is like, go get Isla. And has the dog uh, go bound um, up the stairs after her. He Aww. says, uh, as you do that, he says, "I here's what I can do. Um, I know a very powerful spell that I only have one slot for, so I'm going to have to get a good sleep after this. But I can, I can cast a spell called Demiplane, and then that'll make a small, empty, 30 by 30 foot room, uh, just like, un, like, it's a different dimension. So it'll be a, a pocket dimension within a pocket dimension. Okay. Does um, it last forever? Or like, if it ends, it all pops out of the pocket dimension? No, it doesn't last forever. Uh, it'll last an hour. Um, what do you use that for? I don't. That's what I'm asking is, so there's the pocket dimension. We put the box in, we open the box up, we unleash the hell on earth. And then we get out of the pocket dimension, and then we have fifty-eight minutes until the pocket dimension ex- ends. And like, he- like, does it come yeah, out true. of the pocket dimension? I think if we left the door open, yes. But if, we, like, yes. if we close the po- the door, then and I then think it it's disappeared good. and it's gone yeah, forever. It's like banishment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me just double read this. We unleash uh, the. Um... While this is happening, Isla goes down. She follows the dog. Okay. I can't wait to see what eldritch horror resides in this box. It's Killigan's nudes. Come on, guys. It's totally Killigan's nudes. The edibles. So yeah, anything, any objects or creatures left inside there are trapped there when the door disappears and gone forever. Oh, mood. You can create a new demiplane every time you cast this or have the shadowy door connect to a demiplane you've already created. So if you you wanted to get back to, it's an eighth level spell. Yeah. If you wanted to get back to this demiplane, you could. Um, But if we didn't want to, we don't. It goes away. That's cool. We just leave it for so, uncounted eons for some exactly, other exactly. mage to accidentally discover, and then. And actually, I think I'm actually going to recommend that we do this demiplane spell out of the pocket dimension because I don't actually know what the what a pocket dimension yeah, in a pocket dimension. Uh, yeah, I think that might be um, world breaking. So let's go. Let's all go up the stairs and get out of the box and all cast stairs it again. And... Sorry, I Isla. just came down the stairs. So sorry, Isla. My bad, Isla. I thought we were going to do it in I here. I offer. I look at Isla and offer like a. Piggyback ride? Piggyback ride. I pat your head. No, no. I need the, I need um, the steps. Yeah. So yeah, you guys walk up the stairs. Uh, as you get into the better light of the inn, Morgan's kind of investigating the box a little more. Um, and he looks and he says, um, oh, Chip, this is uh, this is like ancient draconic runes on here. I don't... What does he say? Uh, they're just runes of protection. I don't... It's like it's like protecting this thing that's in here. I think not protecting us from this thing. So that might be oh, that might that be makes telling. Me feel better. Yeah, I'm not going might, to lie. That might is, be pretty telling. I feel better now. So he uh, he casts demiplane uh, on an empty wall where the bed was, uh, and a misty door appears, um, and he reaches out and opens it, and it's a small wooden thirty by thirty foot room, uh, and he Cozy. enters and looks at you all. He's like, are you all coming? I feel like I don't want to be the only one in here. Yeah, okay, I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming. 
Is there like, it's just like an empty wooden just room. It's an empty wooden room. Could we do like a fireplace or something, Morgan? It's a little chilly. I, I don't have the ability to do that. Oh, okay, that's fine. You I got, wasn't sure if it was like a customizable thing. No, I think okay. I can just make the room, and then if we want to put stuff in here, we got to bring the stuff in here. Ah, that's a pain. Ew. No. So, uh, JP, you want to try to open this thing, or? JP does a couple of, like, limbering stretches. Like, really cracks his fingers. <gasps> it's a crit fail. Is it a crit fail? Yeah. You fumble with the tools, and they clatter to the ground. And Morgan, you see like a look of despair kind of cross his face because he's he's kind of concerned now at what this is, and he's like, uh, "Can you try one more time, JP? I think we gotta we gotta get this." Before yeah, yeah, no, my hands are yeah, yeah. slippery. I just put lotion on. <laughs> I like wipe my hands on my shirt. We only get like fifty nine more tries. <laughs> An eighteen plus four is a twenty two. Plus six is a twenty eight. Yeah. He's got something to prove this time. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you get it back and it's just like so expert. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, as Morgan is holding While I'm this doing box. It, I'm going, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I can't. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, um, Morgan is holding this box steady for you. And you gently feel one tumbler out after the other uh, until you hear a definitive click on the inside. Uh, and as you hear that and feel that, you see the top just gently jostle upward uh, as the lock mechanism releases and the top is now openable. Uh, and as that happens, Billy and Isla, you see a thick copper kind of milky looking aura of arcane energy seeping out of these now open seams in the box. Um, we can't see that. I, you can make an arcana check if you want. An 18. You for sure see it, especially being so up close. You feel that kind of wave yeah, of magic it have like warmth. A, it's warm. Kind of, yeah. Um, uh, is he supposed to do that? What is this? Oh, shit. Um, I like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't... I think it's just... I don't smell anything. It's just the magic of it, I think. And there's kind of like an actual Mido. You can even see there's a little bit of a visible glow to it. That's not even magic. Even with Should a I, three. Yeah. I mean, not. It doesn't. It doesn't require your Arcana knowledge oh, okay. to see a light. Yeah. Uh, should Should I open it? And I like. I guess so. Okay, I'm going to do it now. Are we all ready? Yeah. All right. Oh, I'm, Talos. I'm... Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Talos is asleep in the house still. <laughs> we forgot about Talos. Um, all right, I will count down from 10 to give us... I will count down from 20. No, give us that's time. so long. 19. Wait. 18. No, just... I fucking, he grabs don't the Don't interrupt lid. him. <laughs> <laughs> he has um, to start over. <laughs> no, don't distract me. You swing the lid back, uh, and what you all see sitting in this in this metal chest is... Gilligan's nudes. No. Piece of crystal. <laughs> Just a huge dick pic. Dear God, it's me. Hung like Marguerite? a fucking triceratops. <laughs> Marguerite in the box. Triceratops. <laughs> you all, you throw open this the the lid, and what you all see is this large orb of a swirling copper inside, kind of like a misty copper storm inside of this glass orb. Uh, and you all look at it. An orb. An orb. Orb. And orb. I think... Um, orb. I ponder the orb. 
Can ponder I roll? the orb. Can I roll to ponder the orb? Sure. Uh, JP. Make a ponder roll, please. I think JP and Mido make a perception check, and Billy and Isla make Arcana with advantage. Nice. Uh, 13. 17. Perception. Uh, Billy, you have our advantage on that. Gotcha, gotcha. It's 21 to start. 21. <laughs> it's either a 22 or a 2. So you get 22, you get 21. Um, Mido, what did you get on perception? 17. And JP, what did you get? 13. Uh, JP, you kind of see a mix of emotions across the room, and this strange orb is something you've never seen before, but you yourself can tell that it has this insane magical ability. JP goes, uh, looks around the room and is like, is this good, bad, Um, expensive? Mido, you catch on right away that there's like a flash of confusion across Morgan's face, and then that confusion turns into like, uh, an incomprehensible kind of anger almost, but oh, stays shit. like confused. And J- or Billy and Isla, you both see, it's not something you've ever seen particularly before, but I think Billy having like been around magic for so long and Isla studying magic yourself, this is the most powerful modify memory spell you've ever seen and you've never seen a modify memory spell stored in an object and then locked away. I knew it! Morgan's nudes. He wiped them from your mind, Morgan. I tell So I wait, tell everyone, so Morgan but... did this himself? You don't know that. You just know that it is the most powerful modify memory spell you've ever seen and you've never seen one locked away this big at all or locked away in any form shut away in a box that seals away magic. Like, are we talking years? Or are it we would, talking, it like... It would seem so. Oh, how much for memory? The, for yeah. the amount of memory to fill this, like, thing, this has to be centuries of knowledge. Centuries of knowledge. Uh, what is it? He already thought he was old. It's my... memories. It's yours? It's my magic. Uh, you kind of once he says that, you can all kind of see that that copper kind of golden aura that comes off of this is the same color as the magic you've seen him use. Yeah. But it, it, sorry, have you forgotten? Like, is there just like a big gap in your memory that you didn't notice? Yeah, modify memory. When you use modify memory, you you take away things that you don't want the target to remember, and you can kind of connect other things so that the person will rationalize that. So all of the memories I have make sense together, so I don't know why, I don't know what I took and why, I don't know what's missing. You're You're sure sure you took this and not somebody else did this to you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll do, he does another arcana check. Yeah, he got a 23. He's like, this is 100% my magic. Okay, so you did this. So, do you need to be alone to go through this? Uh, give you some privacy to decide if you want to remember this? I think before you even finish that sentiment, he is reaching a hand out and putting it on the orb. I was going to say I close it before he does that, because, like, what if it's bad? What if it's relevant? What if it's memories of him, like, committing, like, 200 years of war crimes? Like, what if it's... Can we... Can two people touch it at the same time? 
Yeah. He's he's it. like lifting it out of the box and holding it aloft. You're we'll putting, do it together. You put a hand on it also? Yeah. Yeah, I also put a hand on. I'm not going to be the only one who doesn't ponder the orb. Yeah, I don't want to be feeling left Yeah, I want to ponder I the I put orb. a finger on it, not a whole hand. There's not a lot so, of room left. I'm like holding it with him. So yeah, Morgan lifts it out, and you see he's his like like old arm is struggling to with the weight and you gently like cup his hand and the orb in yours uh and as they do this and you all are reaching your hands out you see a milky golden color wash over morgan and isla's eyes uh as they kind of a, a gust of this warm magic wind comes around you as you all touch the orb we see a characteresque illustration kind of frame by frame remembering of what you can only guess is a story that he's been told time and time again of a wood elf wizard woman climbing to the peak of a mountain and finding a cave and as she walks into this cave she sees exactly what she's been looking for a large copper scaled egg and as she sees it she quickly rushes over to it, grabs it, and wraps it in her cloak and begins to descend the mountain, keeping this egg safe as she can the whole way down. And then we see an actual memory. We see this egg uh, from the inside cracking open. And as it does, we see this woman's face in perfect clarity as she looks down on this egg lovingly. And then the memory shifts to an outside perspective. We see a young copper dragon wormling coming out of this egg uh, atop a fireplace. It's held aloft in a cauldron atop a fireplace. And this wood elf woman is looking down at it lovingly and so happy. And she welcomes the wormling into her cozy home. And as it crawls out, it sees her and quickly shifts into its humanoid form, something you all know dragons can do. They can go back and forth between a human form and a dragon form. And you see years go by as this copper dragon phases back and forth between a wormling and a child, and then a wormling and a teen. And as it grows older into an adult humanoid man, you see it begin to favor the humanoid form. Uh, and as it favors this form, you see it enroll in school. You see him become enraptured by the people around him. You see him collecting books, items, history no novels, like all, all things that he can get his hand on, he collects them until his little room in the wooden home is full to the brim with novelty items of his life as a human. And then you see the Wood Elf woman sitting him down for a very hard conversation. You see her telling him that he should stay in his human form for as long as he can because he's the last copper dragon and if people found that out, they would try to control him for his power or worse yet, kill him. So he continues to live as a human man and he becomes infatuated more and more and more with the lives of mortals. You see him once every now and then turn into his dragon form simply to help the wooden elf woman do something that would maybe take a little more strength, but only when it's absolutely necessary and he knows that he's safe. And then after a while, you see him stop doing that, and you don't see him become a dragon again for a very long time. 
and you stop seeing the wooden elf woman in these flashes of memories that go by. You see him fall in love. You see that love fall away. You see him fall in love and you see that love grow old and die as he stays young. And then you see him teaching for many, many, many years in a school that builds upon itself and becomes what you now know is the Royal Academy in Markon Kingsland. And as those years go by, you see a young, prospective, quite handsome student come along and you see Morgan take him under his wing. And then you see that man grow older and become a younger Killigan Wilvian. And you see them, you see their partnership as Morgan described it. Uh, this is the last person that you see Morgan take under his wing. But you see late one night, Morgan looking through Killigan's notes. And you see that he's become obsessed with finding rare and extinct magical creatures. And you see that he's particularly infatuated with finding dragons. And he's narrowed down the accounts of dragons in the lands until he comes to the conclusion that there's one copper dragon left because there's evidence of an egg existing and going missing. And as he gains knowledge on that, he begins to suspect some things about Morgan and where his power really comes from. And you see Morgan realizing this. And you see Morgan really realizing what Killigan is really capable of in how he interacts with the elven society. You see him becoming more friendly with the higher-ups. You see him becoming friendly with the king's court. And Morgan realizes what this means and what has to be done. And you see Morgan one day artificing this empty crystal orb for himself in his office. And you see him gathering all of his things into a large wooden chest. And you see him looking behind at a long, empty office that you've been in before, but not with Morgan's things. And then you see him grabbing the box and leaving towards far off horizons. And you see him casting this modify memory spell on himself as he puts the orb in the box with what little sense he has left and leaves it in these piles and exits the chest, not to be returned to for many a decade. And as you all see these memories end, you're all pushed away from the orb with a small burst of warm air as you see it empty, these last few dregs of this memory kind of wisping into a nothing at the bottom of the orb, and it goes clear once again, but kind of dirtied and cracked as it's been used so heavily. And as you all look up, you see Morgan, and he has anger on his face and tears streaming down his face. That's fucked up. You have to do you have to take them back out now? I I I took a lifetime away from myself because of one very greedy artificer. Yeah. And I I mean you could have taken his life away instead. We could do that if you want. Yeah, why don't do we do Do you remember that? everything now? Do you remember that elven woman in her entirety? Yes, I do. What was her name? Um I did not give her a name. Mama. Uh, Mama. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't I think he doesn't know her name. I think he only knows her as mom. 
think he knows her as his mother. So sweet. She seems so nice. I don't think that she was a captor, JP. I think that she knew the consequences of others finding the egg, and she knew that this would be the best life for me. We're gonna go kill that guy? You want me to kill that guy? Do you want me to take his eye for you? I well, think we've I... already established that I have the necessary tools for that, but... I think I want to kill that guy. Hell yeah! We will help you kill that guy. Uh, you all, like, put your hands on his shoulder, and he kind of, like, drops his head a little, and looks up at you all and you see that his irises which were formerly like very or iris rather which was formerly very like dull and like a sunken brown is now like a bright brilliant copper and you can see that like he's a wizard by practice but his magic is draconic um and there's that kind of like flush of power in him and his his cheeks redden a little bit and he gains a little more color to himself uh and he says I think, yeah, end goal is I kill the shit out of Killigan and um, we get Talos home. All right. Okay, so then first things first, we have to go find some more crystals. Right. Yeah. Neat. We gotta We gotta do that. All right. We got you, buddy. Thanks, guys. I'm... I now know that I, I hadn't shut myself off because I didn't like people, but because Killigan was a threat to me. And probably the livelihoods of many, many people were he to capture me and take my power. I hate poachers. We will get him. <laughs> You're very lucky in meeting four people who are willing to kill somebody. Talos is like, so you, you, you're like immortal too. That's kind of cool. Are dragons immortal? JP, were you like sneaking around earlier or something? No, what? Dragons can be <laughs> over a thousand years old. Neat. No, I can just be really old, Talos. <laughs> Do you know how old you are now? I think probably in like the 700s. Badass. Oh, damn. That's crazy. I'm old as hell. Do you remember the black and white TVs? <laughs> What's a TV? Do you guys know a bell? Do, do you, and I point at him and Talos and say, Do you two know a bell sing named Ecrive? <laughs> yeah. Now did that you, you have your memories back, did you did have you... to did you happen to unlock the next part of this thing we have to do? <laughs> <That would actually, laughs> Listen, I know that would be really convenient, but I don't know jack shit about Guardians Damn. now still. We'll just look for another box. We'll just keep finding these boxes. Keep finding yes, that's everybody good. look for look, another lead everybody box. Everybody go yeah, find another box. <laughs> um you guys, so I'm going to take this as the end of our downtime and let's all do a group. Your choice, history, investigation, God. or perception with advantage. All bad. History, investigation, or which the other one? Perception. All bad. I'm going to do investigation. Hey. Did you say with advantage? Mm-hmm. Nice. With 23. Advantage, 21. 23, 21. Taylor's got a 22. 15. 15. 18. 18. God damn. So. High rolls. Oh, let me do Morgan too. Uh, Morgan got a 24. Taylor's got a 22. Mido got a 23. Mm -hmm. JP got a 21. Uh, Billy got an 18. And Isla got a 14. I don't remember what I said. I think so though. Okay. So. Over the course of everything that has just happened. Everything we just discussed. 
you have all been also intermittently searching, um, taking notes, reading things in the library, corresponding with people in and out of Solaire. Uh, and Pops has helped you, reluctantly though, um, because he's already promised you his crystals away. Why not help you find another guardian? Um, and he is admittedly far removed, but he's probably your best bet. And over the course of these, we'll say it was a week and a half, two weeks. Over the course of these two weeks, you hear many rumors flying around, some so outlandish you don't even pay them the time of day. But one rumor you keep hearing is that there is a bird witch who lives in the cursed swamp of Saphiel's Fall who will tell you your destiny and the reason you're on this earth. Say that one more time. Where is that? That is the cursed swamp of Saphiel's Fall. It is southwest of Markon Kingsland. So it kind of, the edges of that and the spider forest connect and then it becomes all swamp. Saphiel's Falls? Saphiel's Fall. S-A-F-F-I-E-L-S. Fall. Cursed Swamp of Saphiel's Fall. Bird Witch. And I think I think with with those very, very high roles, you all are able to also do the research that the Cursed Swamp of Saphiel's Fall is a place where a very like prominent hero in the distant, distant past um did something heroic. Did something heroic uh and was consequently struck down by the bad the big bad in whatever campaign or adventure was going on at that time. Um, and because of that, evil rotted that particular plot of land uh, and a very harsh environment grew, now being the Cursed Swamp. Do we know what it's time period like that was in? the Swamp episode of Avatar? I think, that was, nice. I think that was probably about 2,000 years ago. So it's like, oh, a, it's like, like a nasty, nasty, almost old, prehistoric. Old. Yes, yeah. Which brings up a good question. Mm-hmm. How much written history does this world have? A lot very recent. Not much going on a thousand years ago. Okay. So, so there's like there's sparse thousand, yeah, yeah, there's sparse things and there are like folk tales and fairy tales that it's kind of a toss up as to whether they really happened yes. or not. Because yeah. shit like that they is possible like in this world. Yeah. Before, yeah. So Um so I th- feel fairly comfortable imagining that the secret witch who knows everything is the secret keeper. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, I also think that what you get from, like, a lot of what you do is talking to Pops about what he knows about Ecrive. And. Was it Ecrive? Sorry. Yes. Uh, and she. He basically tells you, like, she basically gets, like, a constant stream of knowledge at all times of stories that need to be maintained and told, particularly in this area. But every now and then, something so big will come across that all of the storytellers will get, will get it. They'll all do their interpretation of it and then mm. spread it out. But the very specific thing about Ecrave is she really liked to envision where the choices people in the stories were making as they went on, because she gets these in real time. She liked to envision where the choices they're making would lead them and then predict what they were going to do towards the end. And by his re- like recollection, she was very rarely wrong. Like, she got really, really, really good at analyzing a person, person's, like, motives, analyzing their previous gonna... things, and figuring out where they would end up. And therefore, 
because she really liked to socialize where Pops did not, she became kind of renowned for that talent. And then unfortunately, that talent followed her when it became dire that she stopped telling people these things. She is known as the bird witch who can tell you your destiny. Bird witch. Pops kind of concludes with you that 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 sounds like your best lead is to go to the cursed swamp and see if she's there. Other question. Other question. Is the cursed swamp where the Bullywugs were from? Or is that a different swamp? Totally oh, different swamp. Shit. The Bullywugs were from Solaire. Yeah. But Sefiel's Falls is not Sefiel's in Solaire. Falls is not in Solaire. Okay. Sefiel's Falls is just south of Marcon. Oh, it's back in um It's back in Lestethriel. Lestethriel. Okay. So I guess that's where we have to go now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's about time we get moving and try to find another guardian. Indeed. All cool dragon stuff aside. Right. Can Morgan. we still use the key to get to that, like, like Morgan's house's, like, r- remains, like the ruins? I think... Oh, I think that went to his actual house. But you used it to get to those ruins because he had propped that door up. Oh, and I think and now, over. I think now you've come to a time where he has broken that and... Okay. Yeah. So... But you do have way. him with you, yeah. Um, how... Far away is it? We have a map, right? Somebody yeah, let me, gave us you a know map. What? I actually point. did update a map, and I'll get you that. Swamp. Spider forest. Swamp. Oh, I see it. Oh, it's like right next to <laughs> Yeah, so like I said, the edge of the swamp and the spider forest kind of touch, and then the spider forest gently becomes the swamp. So our best bet is to go to Markham's Castle and... Who is... Fuck... We're all four wanted, or it's just me and... Well, I think all four oh, of us All four, wanted. because the, he knows that you were a group. Yeah. Uh, so then what's the city directly below? We could go we to Golan's Inn and go through the spider forest. Cut through the spider forest into the swamp. Or cut down and around the spider forest and just take a couple extra days. That's true. Actually, we could go to Conistry, and it looks like we can kind of skirt along the edge of the spider forest in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that does not look that much longer than Golinson. Mm-hmm. We know Golinson is like three hours through the spider forest, or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah but, three but hours three to hours to Morgan's. Morgan, so you don't know how long it would be to cut to. For, with, from Conistry, we can kind of cut the spider forest. What's south of the spider forest? Just like plains? Uh, yeah, there's just a few, like, deserted plains. The curse of this area kind of sweeps out south a little bit, and then, like, settle- settlements kind of crop up. Nobody's really dared to settle anything near the swamp forest except yeah. Marcon. If we... This one is Conistry. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we were to cut that way, mm-hmm. what is this? Just sort of... Uh, there's small settlements in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like a grassland with people on it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, that does not sound like a hard journey. Nope. What is the... We're from Lestethriel. Mm -hmm. Well, we are recently from Lestethriel. Mm -hmm. There's not like a... These are almost city-states, right? People wanted in one city are not necessarily, like, wanted federally. Um, well, you know you're wanted... Unless I'm wrong. You know you're wanted in the capital. Yes. Uh, I don't know how that would... I don't know that you know how that would play in. Like you don't, I don't think you know really the weight that Morgan or Killigan's name carries in the federal government to the point of whether 
him wanting you could become a federal issue or not. Also, what is the federal government of Listethriel? Like, what is the overarching... It's like a, new, it's like a newly formed democracy. Yeah, we there do is... know that Killigan has a lot of pull. He does have a lot of pull, but you don't know if he would use that pull to find you or not. We did play it cautious. I, I, I when guess we were what I mean, Golenson. like, is like, yeah, we have been around Listethriel before. Mm-hmm. Are there wanted posters of people from like all over the country, everywhere? Like, if somebody's wanted in the like the extreme north of the country, do the people in Conestry know? I don't think you really know that because I think the wanted posters you've seen are for people who have like not done insane major crimes. I think it's people who are like oh, this dude stole, like, my entire so, cart of bread and I want it back yeah, if you find it, let me know. Based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But you don't know if you have done a crime so bad to mark, to Killigan that he's going to try to find you or not. I think that, like, you don't, you're not super worried about being found in Conistry, but you also don't have the full knowledge of, like, the spectrum to know okay. if he's going to come find you there. Yeah. We did play it safe when we were Golems, and we wore disguises pretty much the whole time. We yeah, were so we'll just, we can do that. That's not a big deal. Um, Just Conistry, what Have was the... Huh? A mammoth? Yeah. Yes. They did, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we could mammoth to Conistry in the box like we did before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. That works. The plan! I don't remember how much it cost. I wrote it down. Oh, thank you believe it was three gold because only I went through. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mammoth Woo! to Solaire, three gold. Okay. Uh, so I think it was three pe- three ahead. Mm-hmm. We are famous now, so we may have some... You could try. I think we should just all go in the box. Yeah, I do too. We need stealth. You know, we mm-hmm. need to travel with a lot... Like, if anything, the fact that we're famous is like... A problem. A problem. But we're only famous in Golden Sun, or Solaire. Yeah, so yeah. where we have good reputations, we can walk around as ourselves. Exactly. In Marcon, exactly. We cannot. Yeah, but like, what if someone from Solaire is talking to someone from Golenson, and they're like, "Oh, I know this famous guy." You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's not going to be too long before the it? urban legends. What time are you leaving? That's what time was it when we had just finished the memory? Not so. probably three or four in the morning. Okay, so we go back to sleep for a little while. Rest. Morgan said he'd need a long rest, so like we're sleeping through the day. Yeah, I'm conked. Well, I mean, I yeah, it's not that. I think you've well, done so to... much now that the the short rest you got before is not going to add on and make it a long rest. So if you want a long rest, you're gonna have to do a long rest from here. Okay, I would do a long rest, and then like I'd wrap up in Golden Sun, like in the you evening. Know, in the evening, well, actually, it's like I would like three? I'd spend t- like another evening here just preparing for the journey. Yeah, we don't have to prepare that hard though. We're taking the subway down to Conestry. Just so we're not getting over. there at night, you know what well, I mean? No, yeah, no. Well, if you if you go to sleep right now, you do a full rest. You'll get up around eleven or or noon, and then you could just mammoth. That takes about ten minutes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we'll get there at noon. That's not a bad idea. And then we'll just problem. like tomorrow night. We'll take some melatonin, even out. You know, I got some. Get some fi- <laughs> some fantasy Zequil. No, Isla got that melatonin. Yeah, sleep. What do you want? What do you want? I got. Yeah, I'm okay with that timeline. If everybody okay. else is. Yep. Okay, we, yeah. If you have stuff you want to do in no, Golden no, Sun, though, I, that's perfectly fine. So, yeah, then you guys take your long rest. Morgan respectfully asks for his bed back, and you pack up. You put the box, uh, I'm assuming, on one of your shoulders and put Goon in the box to go through the mammoth. Yeah. Um, one of you goes 
to the mammoth system. The uh, worker says that'll be three gold to travel internationally. Which of us is the one going through? I feel like it should be JP. Okay. I'll fuck it up. That'll be three gold to travel internationally. Except this should uh, be the, the German tourist or whatever your disguise Marty. was. Oh, yeah. Marty? Yeah. But I want to use my fame to... But you do want to arrive in Markon's kingly without or uh, like in, in Conistry without having to worry about wearing a disguise. This is true. So you should go as Marty. Okay. Only three gold. We just got a ton of gold. That's true. This is true. Um, I pay the man three gold. Okay. And uh, and I say, I don't know what Marty fucking sounds like anymore. A loud American. He's loud in Midwestern. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. Um. Ah, oh, gee, thanks, bud. That's it. It gets more Midwestern every time. Yeah. <laughs> He's slowly turning into the cop from the John Mulaney stand-up bit. <laughs> Street smarts. No, that cop was from Chicago. 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 Right on, bud. I'm going to see you next time, okay? Thanks for the good time in uh, Golden Sun. Sure, thanks for visiting, sir. Uh, and he teleports you to Conistry. Uh, and you arrive in Conistry. I can uh, refresh you where your yes, map please. is if you would like. You, uh, the map of, like, the town. Mm-hmm. Nice. The little, the houses that aren't really marked, they're marked with, like, dotted. That was, like, development, right? Mm-hmm. Is a lot of that built now? How long has it been? Like, a probably, month? Probably, uh... Maybe a little bit maybe longer, a little longer. It's probably, like, like, cusping into fall now. And a lot of that was kind of summertime summer. activity. Yeah, like, two months. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, that's actually not that fast. That's actually some, not that long, so I can't imagine that much has happened. Some of these developments are starting to be built, but not much progress has yeah. been made. Yeah, you guys pop in. Uh, you pop in around C1, which is the center of town uh, where most of this stuff happens. Um, and it is noon. It's a bright, sunny day in a mostly farm town, and people are moving about. Uh, I'm gonna, with the box on me, I, do you guys want to come right out, or do you want me to get us out of town first? Get us to safety. Just I'm get gonna, us to a like secluded spot. Well, that's so I'm gonna take. There is a road leading west out of uh, out of the center, mm-hmm. and then a, that connects to the road that leads northwest, and that connects to the road leading directly west out of town. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that route. The road that leads directly west out of town. Yes, because okay. we're gonna go west anyways towards mm-hmm. the swamp. Um, so you head out of town, you see in the distance Billsby, uh, Townmaster Billsby Hinderforth talking to someone about something. Um, Hinderforth. Right? That's his name? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Something so silly. Uh, and you make your way out. Uh, you walk for a little while until you feel secluded in a little thicket of trees and you can do what you want there. Um, I drop the... Box on the floor, open it up, and yell in like, "Okay, we are in the woods now." Bill's Mido, very hinderforth. Mido is like patting Camille on the head, like when there was only one set of footprints, that was when he carried you. <laughs> what? Stop it. Um, and I also yell down, "Morgan, can I have my horse and wagon?" Sure thing, bud. Thank you. Uh, you all <laughs> exit the box, uh, and then. Uh, you see, you leave the box open and you see this like strange bubble kind of like flump up out of the box and like squeeze out and then pop up and it lands on the ground and promptly pops and Camille and your carriage land gently there. So cute. Uh, Yeah, I walk over and I pet her on the nose. Uh, 
Salut, Camille. Comment ça va? She whinnies a little. Billy is wearing her dress and drawing oh, her right. hood. Oh, right. Nice. To be nondescript. Nice. Mm. Yeah, JP will put on a cloak or something. I assume we have some kind of outer. Yeah, I think you all have some like cloak or something to keep you safe from the elements that can obscure your your Neat. visuals a little. Also, so um, anyone can see my horns. So oh, yeah, gosh. you travel. I think it's about this long of a path. It's probably about a two day travel to get to the swamp, maybe three, and you travel. It's it's pretty like clear area here you can see the edge of the spider forest in the distance um you see a wide berth between that and any sort of settlements that you pass by is there anything that you would like to do on your way there or would you just like to time travel there mm, there's not really anything of no okay no uh, i, have I don't have anything okay. me neither yeah um is morgan walking with us or is he in the thing he's in the box yeah, is Talos walking with us, or is she in the yeah. box? Yeah. Okay. I gotta come. Just my bird friends. No, bird I just friends. wasn't sure yeah, if, yeah, like... Yeah. I know, but in the past when we have had fears of her being That's a little true. too... She is conspicuous. Yeah. But I think she would insist on coming out and traveling with you. Okay. So, yeah, you... Uh, I think I think in in this time that, like, you've been traveling with her since you met Pops, you've kind of noticed that she wants to share in the hardships as much as she can, though she's a little, like, unknowledgeable as to how things go. Because, very specifically, JP, because of the conversation between you, her, and Pops, where it was made very apparent that her being here is harming people. Like, the, the disruption in time is somehow her fault, and you specifically for are going through something very difficult for her and she heavily recognizes that now and wants to be as much a part of everything and carry as much of her weight as possible um so you're all traveling it takes you a bit of time to get there um you make camp uh at one point just beyond uh, a pasture um after leaving a small farming settlement then you you make it to the edge of like a wetland swampy area. You see, um, in you're not quite there. You're probably about half a mile off, but you see in the distance trees, dead trees, and like a thicket of greenery alike in this like grayish, kind of sinister looking cluster. And as you walk, you then see a group of three coming towards you. And as they come closer and closer, uh, you see that the two on the outside are holding up the one in the middle who is limping uh, with his leg bandaged up and blood coming through the bandage. And they stop you and they say, um, are you going in there? I draw my sword. No, uh, no, I'm st- we're not a threat to you, as you can see. And they're holding their friend up and they're like, it's shit is whack in there. Guys, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't do that. What's What's in there? Um, well, we went in there looking for a treasure that we heard a noble dropped a year or so ago, but there's something in there that, like, attacked us right away, and we couldn't get a, get a hold on it, and we couldn't really see it, and, um... How tough are you guys? Do you think we could take it? We're, We're, like, super tough. We're pretty tough. Like, yeah, but there's four of us. Five. Can I just say this is the first NPC 
interaction where I'm just like, I really miss being in Lo- Fantasy Long Island. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. <laughs> Never forget what they took from us. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move there. <laughs> At the end of the campaign, you're doing the epilogue, and Billy's like, I moved to Fantasy Long Island. We're in Fantasy sure. Long Island. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're basically just like warning you that shit's fucked up in there, and they couldn't make it through, so they're re- recommending you don't try. What's... What happens in we go- detail, quickly? We went in, uh, we made it through a little while until we couldn't see the entrance we came through again, and then uh, we started hearing this weird sort of voice echoing around us, but because of the way the trees and the water were echoing it, we couldn't tell where it was coming from, and then this person had an accent and now they don't, and they sound like Morgan. <laughs> and then um, we started being attacked. And like from out of sight, the second it would come through and it would attack you, it would be gone in the next second. And it was impossible to get an eye on. So we fled after our friend got a, a fucking something in the leg that really fucked him up. And we're out of there. Can we look at it? Billy goes, may I? Sure. Uh, yeah, they gladly let you uh, walk Cure in. wounds, baby. Sure. So she just starts stabbing it. <laughs> 14 hit points back. Okay, yeah, he's, you see his leg kind of, like, heal up a bit. The exterior blood does not go away, but you see him um, kind of realize what you've done and put pressure on that leg again, and his friends let him go, and he stands up and dusts himself off, and he's like, thanks, thanks so much. Uh, that was really nice of you, and no, I, I, I hope that in return you heed our warning and... Oh, we're probably not going to do that. Okay, well... No, we are definitely going into the swamp. <laughs> Sounds like maybe the bird is swooping and then they're swooping. I think you're... I hope you're better adventurers than us. She must be a man. Oh, we are. It's in the we name. Are. Okay. Well, good luck. Don't say yeah. we didn't warn you. I wouldn't not... say that. Thank you for your cautious warnings. Of course, yeah. You know, be safe in there. Be vigilant. Indeed. Uh, and you go your separate ways. Harbingers over there. Ugh. You guys enter the uh, forest? Amateurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Is the... So it's a swamp. It's a swamp. The path, I... Is there a path? No. The path kind of curves around it. So if you wanted to enter it, you would have to just walk off the path and into the swamp. Jinky. We have our wand of silence, there, don't we? By, I guess, Ooh. yeah. So there's no, like, demarcated path through. Is there, like, enough high ground that we can move through the swamp? Or do we have to straight up, like knee deep in water the whole time um once you get to the edge i would make a perception check jp honey yes I'm gonna suggest that you put camille in the cart back ah. in the box Foutre. fine camille goes in the box i knock on the box and then Morgan. Morgan. yeah can you take camille back in the box please <sighs> yeah what are you busy i mean it's it's like a it's a higher level spell slot for me to use to do that every time is all. He loves okay, the horse. Okay, well it's I I'm going to say something kind of mean right now, and I need you to take this in the ways that I mean it, and not in the ways that it sounds. Um, you don't cast a whole lot of other spells for us, so if you could just do this one, that would be cool. Oh, that's Whoa. not true. What's hey. your deal, dude? Morgan, we used he to be does cool. not speak for the group. He does not speak no, for can the you, group. I, okay, it's either this or I leave Camille here and she dies. So I guess make your choice. No, I, I mean, apparently I care about your horse more than you do, so I'll take her. No, I care about my horse. I'm Guys, manipulating I you. I handle this passive-aggressive encounter right yeah, now. Yeah, he, he, bu- he bubbles her and takes her. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I close the chest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, my perception was a 12. Uh, 12. I'm going to wear the chest. 
Okay. Um, like you might don't. I'm also going to change back out of my dress because not in the swamp. We're, we're traversing, and I don't want it to get ruined. I'm going to roll my pants all the way up. To <laughs> nice. This level. So, uh, is everybody else making it a, a perception oh, check yes, on I the would swamp? Like to perceive. Yeah, I got twenty-four. Perceive. I got twenty-four. Twenty-three. Sixteen. Oh, I'll do one for Taylor. Not great. Um, I think as a group, you see that like even the ground you're standing on is very wet and like soft uh and were you to take a few steps forward you would be about knee to thigh deep in the water uh and it seems to be that way all the way through there are small like kind of islands yeah. above it but they're very like brambly there's a lot of boulders and and like bushes and thorns on those like outcrops of land and you do you just keep walking as you go i want to use the one to silence okay uh, yeah, you as you traverse, you break out the wand of silence and you quickly see uh, or hear the roaring of the crickets and the bullfrogs and like a strange bird call kind of fade to silence around you. And you walk this way for quite a while until kind of unbothered, you see like strange, large, swampy fish skitter by you under the water. You see large frogs sitting on, on logs that are downed overturned uh as you walk through um jump off and this swamp is kind of like a grayish place of knotted trees with roots twisting and curling up out of the water and then leading deep beneath the murky duckweed and detritus coated water uh the low croaks of frogs can no longer be heard as you walk you walk for quite a while until your spell ends and then you're just walking through this swamp you hear you hear that loud roar of the crickets and the frogs as the sun uh, kind of gets a little lower in the sky and you hear the sloshing of your own feet through the muck beneath the water as you struggle to walk forward until you come to this kind of like larger island than others you've seen before that's mostly dry land with a large log across it a smothered campfire that seems to have been out for a long time uh, an abandoned frying pan by the fire a knapsack by the log a scattering of playing cards and a small lean-to tent up against a boulder jp draws his sword (laughs) okay yeah talos kind of stops here for a second climbs up onto the land and like brushes as much muck off of her legs as she can and kind of just assumes that you're taking a bit of a rest and if you would all launch roll 20 (gasps) jesus christ oh well i'll launch it all right so yeah so you guys arrive at this little like breakout island um please put yourselves back on it so i know where you are you don't want me to be on this tree no and uh, you can see under talos is just a bit of that tent and that frying pan and under mito is the same uh and as you guys are standing here kind of just surveying the area are you guys trying to like short rest or anything do anything you've been traveling for about two hours maybe two hours and 15 minutes like nighttime? So yeah, we've what time had, is no, it? No, well, we've had a long rest and we got there around noonish, but then uh, yeah, yeah but I had to, to make our to way through Conestry. Days. Yeah, so it what took time? you a couple days to get from oh, Conestry to the swamp. Oh, I missed a couple of days jump. Yeah. Um, what time did we get to the edge of the swamp? It's probably around ten in the morning, so it's probably about like noonish noon. now. We can stop and eat or something. Sure. Yeah, you guys Let's lunch and see if any the person who left this campsite here comes back. 
you guys sit down. Um, looking at the campsite now that you're sitting in it, it looks like it's been been abandoned for probably over about a week. Oh. Um, yeah, might I perceive? Sure. I would like to rummage. Sure. <laughs> Roll to rummage. Dirty 20. What's a rummage check? What am I even rolling? Uh, I would do an uh, investigation to loot. No, I didn't find anything. Okay. I got a four. What did you get, Amanda? Dirty 20. I think right off the bat, you realize this kind of lean-to tent is for a smaller humanoid, so probably like dwarf-sized or halfling-sized. Um, you also see that along with this knapsack that's leaning up against the tree, uh, there's a short bow with it, just abandoned. Okay. Anything inside the knapsack? Yeah, if you want to go through it. It's yeah, just like... Uh, roll again? No, you rolled enough. Um like halfling or dwarven clothing, a small like notebook that's written in dwarvish, no money, and spoiled rations. Spoiled rations? Mm-hmm. Um, been abandoned for a while. And right to the like right to the right of the island floating in the water is a corked bottle of cheer wine floating in the water. Shout out to uh Shout out to Melody. Mm-hmm. Billy's gonna take the cheer wine. Okay, you take the tier one. Give it a sniff. I'd like to sniff it. You uncork the bottle and sniff it, and it still smells pretty ripe, but it looks like it's been opened, drank from, and then corked again. I don't give a shit about that. All right. <laughs> it smells okay. Yeah, it smells all right. JP, do you want to put this into like a stew or something, perhaps? You cook with wine, right? Yes. Well, do you do you want me to hang on to this until dinner and make something? Well, I'm just suggesting. You know, if you want it. I, will take I found it. it. I will take it. You may have. Très bien. As you guys kind of hang out here, um, fruit ale, break into your, <laughs> break into this person's stuff a little bit, search around. Everybody make a perception check. Fuck. 21. Aw, that was almost gone. <laughs> perception. Oh, 13, mm-hmm. actually, sorry. It's a three. It was supposed to be a 17. Well, it would have been. You have a minus got a nine. 14. Minus one. So I'm sorry, can you go back again? Uh, JP got a 21. Billy got a 14. 13. 13. I got a nine. Nine. Three. Three. Taylor's got a nine. JP and Billy, you're kind of all just like hanging out, milling about, chatting for a few minutes, and then you hear <laughs> echo between the trees. It is the fucking swamp episode of Avatar. It's your DM, Jamie. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Attempted Adventure. I hope you liked it. As always, if you are liking what you're hearing, please go ahead and subscribe to us wherever it is you get your favorite podcasts, and make sure to leave us a rating and review. It would be an enormous help, and we would super appreciate it. If you are not already following us on Twitter and Instagram, we are at AAdventureCast, and we always make sure to give you a trailer for the new episode and keep you updated on things to come. So go ahead and give us a follow there, and if you're going to post anything about the show, make sure to use the hashtag AttemptedAdventureCast, as well as tagging us so we can see it. I am so excited for you to continue hearing more episodes of Attempted Adventure Woven, and as always, friends, I will catch you in the next one.
Bye.